We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. Hey, this is Elizabeth, and this week, Natalie and I are really excited to share part two of Aileen's interview about being united in parenting. Aileen has so much wonderful, insightful perspective and wisdom to share that we just didn't feel like we could fit it all into one episode, so we split it into two. If you haven't listened to part one, I would definitely encourage you to go back and check that out. Last week, she talked a lot about approaching parenting from a standpoint of being united, even when you are totally different people that often have totally different opinions and perspectives on things. Um, Sort of that process of embracing grace and then coming together and being a united front for your children. I just found her insight on that so, so helpful. And the other thing that she shared with us last week was about how really there's a lot of beauty and a lot of really important growth that happens in the process of mending relationships and working through difficult relational situations. I really, really appreciated her perspective on this because I think we all face unique and challenging seasons in life where um, we just really want to skip to the end and get past the hard part. And really, there's just so, so much growth and character building that can happen in the process. Aileen was a joy to have on the show and I'm excited to share part two with you. How are you intentional about your marriage in front of your children? Um, You know, simplicity and intentionality is kind of the root of our project here and we pursue simplicity so that intentionality can become kind of a driving force behind our our family and our decisions and our choices. So what does intentionality look like for your marriage and for your family? Timo and I are both very intentional people. So I think it just comes natural to us. And it's hard then for us to pick out things because for us, it's just what it is. For our marriage, I guess one example would be we have a date night every Thursday. Thursday night is date night. Kids know it. Everybody knows it. There's nothing planned in the evenings on Thursday night, whether that's us hiding in the bedroom (laughs) while they're in the living room watching a movie Um, Or we kick them out and they're eating a picnic dinner outside if the weather's nice and we're having our own dinner inside. Whatever that means, Thursday night after 7 p.m. is our time. And we do not, unless somebody's bleeding, intervene. Rarely do we actually go out, especially since COVID. But usually we're just doing projects here at home, whether it's a craft or a house project. But Thursday night is our night. Um, I think the other thing that we do, I guess intentionally, is we try to take care of each other in front of our kids. I don't know that it's in front of our kids. That might be not a good answer. We just take care of each other and people see that. So Timo Mm -hmm. tries to 
you know, it's the simple things. If I'm thirsty, you might be thirsty. So can I get you something to drink? It's buying vitamins for somebody because they're feeling haggard lately. You know, it, my body's been given out on me. My shoulder's stuck. My back's stuck. My kids see their dad literally pick me up off the floor hmm. and help me get dressed and send me to bed. So I think the easy answer is we just live out loud in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. They see us take care of each other. One of the ways, though, that recently we've been trying to get better at common thought, right, where you have multiple kids and they're running around and they know which parent to ask for a certain thing to get to yes. get the right answer, <laughs> or they'll ask one parent, he'll say, go ask your mom, you know, whatever that is. And it's certainly coming out a little more now in our children. And so one of the things in, that we're doing intentionally in front of them is saying, instead of saying, go ask your mom. Or instead of saying whatever your dad said, you know, it's what did your dad say? Mm -hmm. Because that means you have to tell me what they said, and then I can give you my answer. What did your mom say about it? What did your dad say about it? And so that automatically unifies us regardless of what the other person said, (laughs) you know. Um, So that's the new thing we're doing because I think wording is everything. And if you let kids get away with whatever they want to get away with, they will. Yeah. Um, so that, that forces them to believe automatically without an answer. I can't get away with anything. They're going to know what each other said. So, And it holds them accountable. And then it also gives you the chance to know what they said. Because <laughs> I know half the time you're like, oh, what did they say? I don't know. I love that. That's a great thing to yeah. implement. Well, and you know, I think that it used to be the easy answer is, did you ask your dad? Mm-hmm. They can easily, yep. Right. I love that. I feel like I could hear you talk about this all day. Like, I feel like I need to like listen to this again and again and just take notes. And I know one thing Elizabeth and I love doing whenever we interview someone is kind of catching them off guard and just asking them a random question. So it's something I've been wondering since you, I mean, you have seen almost all the ages and stages now with parenting and I'm over here with a two-year-old. And that's it. Just the one toddler. And everything feels like such a big unknown. I just wonder what has been your favorite age and stage to parent? I know each one has its pros and cons, and you probably could say something about each one, but has there been like one specific year or you just love it when your kids hit XYZ mark that you just really enjoy parenting? Uh, Hands down, it's four. Four. Yeah. Their vocabulary is growing at such a fast rate at four and the things that they say that make sense but don't necessarily make sense that are hilarious i mean this is my favorite and i this might be weird but at at four you really can't mess up (laughs) (laughs) there you know there's nothing you really can do wrong that's going to be detrimental to their being i'm not teaching them anything calculus that they need forever you know like i'm not trying to pass a certain grade. They're not winning trophies at sports. You're just enjoying life at four. You're enjoying each other. They're learning through interaction and play. Um, They get to start learning responsibilities here. And so I I just love four. I love the conversations that happen at four because they can be really deep and yet so, so funny at the same time. 
time. And my four-year-old, this is one of my favorite when COVID happened. So quarantine just happened and we're sitting around the dinner table. This is how we do. We talk about life, right? So asking the kids, like, what things are you learning? What things are Je- is Jesus teaching you right now through this? And the kids have very like shallow answers, you know, oh, we're learning trust and we're learning blah, 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 blah. All right, that's fine. I mean, it was good, but you know it was like textbook. Mateo, the four-year-old, he's like, me, me, pick me. And I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. It's not yet your turn. So we finally get to him and he says, mommy, Jesus asked his friends to get on a boat. And I was already crying. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Then they went into the middle of the lake and there was a storm. And everybody was scared, but Jesus was sleeping. And I said, yeah, buddy. And he's like, do you know what? His friends woke him up because they were scared. And Jesus said, stop. And the storm went away and it was peaceful. And by this point, I mean, this took all but a minute, right? Because my toddler's speaking at toddler rate. The whole table is not crying. Oh, because out of the mouth of a four-year-old, he put us all in our place. And before anybody could get super cocky, because Timo reads him his Bible devotion every night before bed, and Timo was like, yeah, buddy, we read that together, right? <laughs> like, yes. And Hale looks at him and goes, oh, my, 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 te- my church school teacher taught me that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could take, we take him to church. <laughs> but, you know, they're listening. Yeah. And... Again, he doesn't know what that means for realsies. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know what peaceful means, right. right? But he knows, he knows that Jesus calmed the storm and he knew enough. He doesn't understand COVID. He doesn't understand shutdown, but he knew enough about our state of emotion that that's the truth that he shared with us. So this is why four-year-olds, like they can astound me. And yet the very next sentence is like, whatever, like, Spider-Man's unpredictable, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. So I actually have a four-year-old too. Yeah. Right. I, it's my favorite. Like, it's just my favorite. They're starting to push boundaries and it's still yeah. funny when they do. Like, how can I be mad at you right now? Cause it's hilarious. That kind of. Oh yeah. Tension. Yeah. My, <laughs> my daughter was eating breakfast and she just goes, it's Christmas tomorrow. And it's like, <laughs> and my six-year-old was like, he's like, no, Mary, we still have to have fall and Halloween. And it's just funny because it's like the all knowing six year old. Oh my goodness. Yes. Right. But you know, she's, she's in that stage where it's like, it it could be Christmas tomorrow. I mean, (laughs) all I know. (laughs) Yeah. Love that so much. So another question that we love to ask um, people that we have on our show is what are you just loving right now? It can be anything. Oh, um, I love that it's harvest season for us. Mm. So we have a mini tiny urban farm, right? Um, But harvesting berries and sugar snap peas and cucumbers and lettuce and all that every day. That's my favorite. My, the four-year-old loves to garden with me. So every afternoon we harvest our bowl of goodies and set it on the table and for a few short months, we can say garden to table food, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So it's my absolute favorite seeing what we worked on just a couple months ago, getting Mm -hmm. in the dirt, getting dirty, tilling the ground, planting seeds, watering, all those things. And then seeing the abundance that comes out of that is 
so relaxing and satisfying to me. I don't know. That's my, this is my favorite season. Is there one thing in particular that you just have like an overabundance of that you feel like every berries. day bringing in berries? Berries, berries everywhere. We are giving berries to the neighbors. We're making jam. So we make a cheater chia jam. I don't know if you guys have ever done this. If fruit is starting to go bad, you know, like it's overripe already, you yeah. just boil it down on the stove on low heat with a little splash of lemon, any Ooh. fruit, and then um, add chia seeds to it, thickens it and adds protein. And then you can sweeten it with like a little bit of honey if you want, but any, you can make pineapple jam, berry jam, blueberry jam, any kind of jam, strawberries. So after we've gifted some away, if we still have leftovers, we just make jam. It's yummy. I love chia seeds. Mm-hmm. I love them. Well, my kids don't like chia seeds except for in jam. We call it <laughs> <Sure>. chia jam. So. <laughs> kind of describe them (laughs) oh yeah well this was so fun I mean I feel like I've learned so much from you just in you know the 30 minutes that that we've been talking and I just really appreciate your heart and how honest you were and I appreciate your perspective and just thank you so so much no thank you for letting me share I'm 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 not kidding when I say the Lord has a way, right? This was the topic that I needed to pray through and think about at that very moment. And it has been so reassuring to me. Sometimes I feel like Timo and I will never get it right. Mm. (laughs) And then people ask you pointed questions about unity and marriage. And I'm like, are we? I don't think we're doing this. And then, you know, I can look back and say, oh, man, we are we are on the same page. We are united in the Lord. We are united in parenting. We are united as a couple. So this is what my heart needed to process through. So Mm -hmm. thank you for allowing me to share my story. And hopefully, hopefully it's beneficial to any listener. Oh, absolutely. I really, I really think it is. You have blessed us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And you are always a gem and I always just like soak up every moment I get to speak with you. So thank you. We do really appreciate you taking the time from your busy day. And I know you have fun, fun plans. So we don't want to keep you any longer. So you get to that kayaking. I don't know about you, but I found this interview with Eileen to be very, very encouraging. Two things that really stood out to me was first, the idea of intentionally taking time out to invest in your spouse. I know schedules are crazy and we have so much going on. It's really hard to go ahead and take that step to be intentional with your time. And I really like the idea of having a date night that is just on the calendar. You're not going to be scheduling anything else during that time. I also love how she emphasized the fact that it doesn't have to be this big production where you're getting dressed up or you're spending a lot of money to go out to eat or um, even going to the movies now is expensive. I mean, if we could, if we weren't all, you know, in quarantine. I just think it's really important to remember that... um, The relationship with our spouse is very, very important. And even though they're always around, it's important to take that step to be intentional with your time with them. I also really loved the idea that she shared about just going out of your way to care for the other person. So often we get caught up in what our kids need and what the people around us are needing that 
the people very, very closest to us can sometimes go unnoticed and sometimes just taking a step towards really trying to meet a need that you can see that they have can really, really bless them and just build that relationship. And I don't even think you have to be in a position where you're necessarily getting along super well. I think sometimes just putting that aside and doing something that makes them feel cared for and seen, like brewing a pot of coffee or just something really basic that just lets them know that you're thinking about them. I really really got a lot of encouragement from that. If you're enjoying the show, I would like to encourage you to hop over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and just let us know um, what you're liking about the show in maybe some way that it has positively impacted your life. Any rating and review just boosts the show and gets it in front of more people. So we would really appreciate if you would do that. Also, just reminding you that we are posting content over on simplicitybeggins.com all the time, stuff that doesn't always make it on the show, and that you can connect with us um, on Instagram at simplicity.beckons. I hope you all have a great week, and thank you for tuning in.